Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday, November 2nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, we'll be looking at what sent Apple shares down on Thursday evening, what the Bank of England says a smooth Brexit could mean for the UK economy, and how President Trump suggested US troops open fire on migrants. Then we'll take you to San Francisco, where Google employees joined their colleagues around the globe in a walkout to protest what they're calling a culture of harassment and discrimination. I'm Eric Krupke. And I'm Amy Keene. And here's the news you need to start your day. Apple released its fourth quarter results yesterday. The iPhone maker beat Wall Street's forecast for revenues, which came in at $62.9 billion for the quarter. That's their highest revenue growth rate in three years. It looks like the high prices of its new iPhones helped. But a warning from Apple's chief financial officer about lower-than-expected holiday sales worried investors. And so did the unexpected notice that the company would give less information about the number of units it sells. That caused shares to fall as much as 7% in after-hours trading, which briefly took Apple's market valuation below the $1 trillion mark. Analysts were expecting $93 billion in sales for the holiday quarter, but on Thursday, Apple said these sales would range between 89 and $93 billion, even with a brand new product lineup for the holidays. Apple said slower growth in Turkey, India, Brazil, and Russia was among the reasons for the lower-than-expected guidance for the quarter. And yesterday, the Bank of England signaled that if Prime Minister Theresa May is able to negotiate a smooth Brexit deal, it would need to step up the pace of interest rate rises in the next few years. New forecasts from the central bank show assumptions based on a smooth exit would make the economy run hotter. The bank's Monetary Policy Committee said the rate rises would be gradual, but that it would still need to raise them 1.5% over the next three years to keep inflation under control. Governor of the Bank of England Mark Carney did, however, say that if Britain left the EU without a deal, the bank would struggle to rescue the economy. But Mr. Carney said that if there is a smooth transition out of the EU, Forecasts show the economy would likely grow around 1.7% annually over the next three years. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Appreciate it. And on Thursday afternoon, U.S. President Donald Trump again brought up the migrant caravan headed for the U.S. border. He suggested that the military should respond to any rocks thrown by the migrants as if it were gunfire. But I will tell you this, anybody throwing stones, rocks, like they did to Mexico and the Mexican military, Mexican police, we will consider that a firearm. It's the latest sign that the president is attempting to stir up anti-immigrant sentiment ahead of next week's midterm elections. Earlier this week, he ordered the U.S. military to send more than 5,000 troops to the border ahead of the caravan's arrival. He later said that up to 15,000 troops could be sent. And Mr. Trump also announced this week that he would end birthright citizenship in the U.S. by executive order, even though it's widely understood that that would be unconstitutional. Thank you all very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And here's something you might want to know more about. Yesterday, Google employees around the world staged walkouts to protest how the company has handled cases of alleged sexual misconduct. Employees in offices from Dublin to Singapore said they were unhappy with how the company has handled pay inequality and sexual harassment claims. Last week, the New York Times reported that Andy Rubin, the former head of Android, got a $90 million payment after he left Google, even though Google itself had found the sexual harassment claims against him to be credible. 
The FT's Hannah Kuschler takes us to the scene in San Francisco. to the Google offices in San Francisco today and they're actually not the major ones, they're down in Silicon Valley, but still hundreds of people were coming out and they marched a few blocks to the Ferry Building, which is kind of a center point in San Francisco. They had some great signs. They had one that said, not okay Google, which was a pun on using okay Google, which is used to ask Google Home questions. And there was also, you know, some people telling some really painful stories with their signs. We had one which said, I reported and he got promoted, which was clearly a reference to someone reporting sexual harassment. He was given a warning and that same year he was promoted and given manager of the year award. And so I think there was a lot of anger there, particularly anger at the hypocrisy that some people see that Google is claiming to not be evil with its old motto and instead is actually maybe not doing its best to take care of its employees. So the employees I spoke to want to remain anonymous. One woman was really focused on this feeling that Google had almost sold itself to its employees with its mission. This like severe misalignment between the image that Google puts forth as kind of this very morally upright, exceptionalist corporation that in some ways even paints itself as a social enterprise. But then to hear that this stuff is equally pervasive at a place like Google as elsewhere, and that we hear it from a New York Times article, is particularly disheartening. She was a white woman and I also spoke to an African-American woman who sort of stressed that Google's only problem isn't the culture that is perhaps biased against women, it's also biased against some ethnic minorities. Um, me as a black woman, this is, we've always felt unsupported, but it feels like until the white women speak up um, and they have this momentum that that's when action actually takes it actually happens, it manifests into something and it's just not okay and even if we're hiring at a constant rate the environment in which we're like subjected to um, is not healthy, it's not supportive, it's not cohesive for us and so we're leaving at the same rate. Google employees have quite clear demands, you know, they're, they're not just saying we don't like it the way it is. So the demands are an end to forced arbitration in cases of harassment and discrimination, a pledge to end inequality in pay and promotions, a public transparency report on sexual harassment, an improved process for reporting sexual misconduct, and to promote the chief diversity officer so that he or she answers directly to the CEO. They also want an employee representative appointed to the board of the company. So Google has been quite careful not to suppress the protest, which could give it you know, even more momentum perhaps. They've told employees that they will have their support if they wish to participate, and I wonder what impact that actually had on the number of people that came out yesterday. Sundar Pichai, the CEO, says he is taking on all their feedback, and he was actually in New York yesterday appearing at a conference, and he seems to understand that much of this anger comes from a sense of hypocrisy. He said, we set a very high bar and clearly didn't live up to it. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be looking at quarterly results from Alibaba and ExxonMobil. We'll also get a check on the health of the U.S. economy with jobs numbers and figures on the U.S. trade deficit. 
This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back on Monday for all the latest business and politics news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Eric Krupke, Fiona Simon, and me, Amy Keene. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. Robert Trimsley is editorial director for the Financial Times. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. The best way to give someone a gift they'll never forget is to give a gift they'll always use. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. And a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. But American Giant makes a lot more than just hoodies. They have impossibly comfy sweaters, classic tees, soft structured sweatpants, even classic everyday denim, all made right here in the USA with a quality you'll have to feel to believe. Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code GRATEFULAG23.